Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, ho, ho, everybody. My name is Adam Cleary, filling in for this week for pretty much everybody, and I'm joined by Andy Murray to preview Raw. How exciting is that? They can't, and yeah. this is audio, they can't see, but you are practically doing cartwheels on the other end of this call, aren't you? I can. I am. I've, uh, I've actually gassed myself out, and I'm going to have to take a break already to go and uh, go and have some energy drink. I'm just so thrilled about this Raw episode. Hey, they've announced some stuff. It's weird. They've announced some stuff, but don't, Andy, don't worry. I am going to give you a chance to get your breath back because I have Will Bourne's incredibly long-winded intro spiel to do here. Because if you are a fan of all things What Culture Wrestling, don't forget to subscribe to us on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. We review Raw, SmackDown, preview them both as well. Why not? AW, NXT. I'm not going to do the two-point eh, thing, but there is do that as well. There's interviews, roundtable discussions, uh, other stuff. The Michaels are there. It's usually really good, and there's a roundup with a week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture card subject to change this week but one card that's definitely not subject to change andy murray is the cast iron assurances <laughs> wwe have given us today that this is an action-packed stacked episode of monday night raw now we did say before we started doing this the first thing we would discuss is out of these seven slash eight things that they've announced in advance how many are going to happen yeah, this is it. I reckon the best way to approach this particular question is to, as we're going through each one, how about at the end we go, will it happen? Will it not happen? And we see where we're at at the end of the show. I think that's probably a smart approach, Andy. So we'll start. Let's do it. We'll start. If you can just if you can contain your quivering loins at the sound of this, Damian Priest takes on Dolph Ziggler in a United States title contenders match on Raw. Yes, a championship contenders match. You'd be getting in trouble there for not using Vince McMahon's ridiculous verbiage. Uh, sorry, sorry, please forgive me. Damien Priest gets the <laughs> possibility of getting a championship opportunity. Should yeah. he overcome one half of, and I'll be honest, every time I've heard you guys say this in the office, I thought you were joking, the dirty dogs. Yes, the, those damn dirty dogs who probably, between them, are probably two of the most hygienic and clean men on the entire roster, I reckon. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. I, I, I assume that dirty in this example means uh, shagging, is what I take to mean. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you know, those two, two good-looking guys. Two good look- Damian Priest is a good-looking guy as well. If you want to be a dirty dog in that hot tub with Triple H hanging out in NXT... Uh, no, anyway, yeah, this, 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 this match is something. Um, Damian Priest had a good little run with the with the US title. Uh, this is their preferred way of crowning number one contenders these days. If you can beat the champion, you get a title shot. Um, I, I, I suppose it suffices in the absence of 
of other methods. They obviously don't have a ranking system or anything like that in WWE because wins and losses are all over the place. But Priest is someone whose wins and losses aren't all over the place. He's I no, think, I, been, yeah, he's been on all conquering this year, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he's still undefeated in singles matches. So you know, uh, as far as protecting somebody on the main roster, that's a really great example of it. Uh, yeah, had a good little run. Uh, they're doing a thing with his character at the moment where. He taps into the dark side of Damien Priest when he's pissed off. When Damien Priest is pissed off, you see, there's a little, there's a dark side within him. He hulks out, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's like kind of like a PG, uh, WWE version of the thing New Japan did with Kota Ibushi uh, over the past couple of years. He get he gets evil and all of this. So, <laughs> you know, Dol- Dolph is a... a I guess if you wanted to have him, wouldn't he? He's a fine enough guy to just challenge for the belt on day one, uh, the New Year's Day pay-per-view. That, you know, it it would be an interesting proposition as a UK viewer if it was on at like four in the afternoon. You could watch it hungover or whatever, you know, still recovering from the night before. But uh, as a regular airing pay-per-view, it's going to be really hard uh, to to say you're going to watch live. But I don't know, like... There doesn't really seem to be anything else for Damien Priest on the card for that. So why 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 not just give Dolph the win and get it get it over with? But then you're sacrificing Damien Priest's winning streak. So who knows? I don't know. The WWE booking doesn't either make sense and uh neither does this analysis of it. So there you go. Everyone it's, misses the Michaels. This is why this is why I normally enjoy when people get you know, in these situations where it's like, oh, WWE's booked themselves into a corner. The the implication being, of course, that when they get into that corner, they'll struggle to find a logical way out of it. When, in fact, you know fine well, it doesn't matter. They probably will just sacrifice his winning streak for no reason whatsoever and then pretend it never happened. So it's not like not like anything bad's going to come about. I think it's pretty cutting. He'll, he'll win this, won't he? And they'll let him do it at the pay-per-view. And then, nah, I don't know, maybe, maybe put the belt on. I'm still confused by this concept of this is how you earn title shots, by the way, is you have to go beat the person who's already got the title. Why don't you have the title match? That seems to defeat the purpose for yeah. me. Yeah, if you're if you're worthy of facing the person one on one, I don't yeah. know. It's a it's a weird thing they like to do. But I guess the big question is: Will this match happen, or will it fall victim to the last minute changes? Well, I think I think given that they've they've lined up further implications for the consequences of this match, namely the championship opportunity, I think this <laughs> this one to me, Andy Murray, feels like a lock. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Put this one in the It's Happening column. Although, you know, whatever creative meetings are going on in, in wherever they are tonight with Vince being Vince, I'm sure it's a coin flip. Probably, maybe. Just just, just, to, just to veer off on a slight tangent, I do remember some in what culture inter-office patter that Damien Priest might be one of the names that starts doing the rounds in regards to Royal Rumble winners. Does that, does that seem still possible to you? I think so, yeah. I mean, if, if you're to look at the Royal Rumble earnestly and approach it as something that WWE might take someone who is kind of on the upper mid-card cusp who could maybe use an extra notch on their resume that they could then point to and go, hey, he's main event guy, Damian Priest. He's probably one of the, 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 the obvious male candidates. Mm. The other one would probably be Riddle. Um, but depending on what's going on with him going into WrestleMania, he might have something cooking with Randy Orton or whatever. They're teasing tension all the time these days. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think he's still uh, he's still an option. I, the thing with watching Damian Priest is, obviously, we've had Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura in recent years and, you know, others who have been very popular, like crowd-pleasing. Hey, this is cool, awesome, our guy's getting a title shot. I don't get the impression, and I don't know how much people will like this, but I don't get the impression he's particularly over with live crowds to the degree mm. of those guys um, before they won the Rumble. But who knows, maybe that'll change in the next month. Maybe this dark side of Damian Priest thing will take off and he'll become the fiend and definitely win so there you go i i think they i think you pitching damien priest just taking up the mantle of the fiend a la fake diesel is probably the best booking suggestion i've heard today and i did a 45 minute podcast with andrew pollard andy murray so i've heard a lot of booking suggestions there today. you go um speaking of oh, you know what i had a really good segue because you said uh, you said notch on your belt Right, you said notch on your belt, but it was ages ago, so it's 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 too much of a non sequitur now. But speaking of notches on your belt, uh, Maurice, get it because she has babies and stuff, so you need the the elastic. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> she's on she's on the cutting edge with uh, with edge of all people this week. Can you just for those of us who uh, when they do catch up with Raw, tend to just you know go to the really important parts, which I imagine is quite a fair percentage of our listening audience. Can you just give a, a really quick introduction to what the cutting edge is? A talk show, innit? <laughs> and, and in what way would you say it diverges from uh, Miss TV, which we've got uh, also I, covered there? It's got a different name, mate. That's oh, it's got a different name. That's, that's, that's literally the differentiation. Uh, yeah, it's Edge instead of The Miz hosting, mm. hosting, hosting the talk show segment with The Miz's wife on it which is <laughs> what's going on in this company. I swear so to God. W- what are we expecting to be on the agenda here? Because obviously this is this is all stems from the, the, the tension between Edge and the Miz and the Miz, the Miz using Maurice as a human shield, which is actually, I think, always acceptable. One of the funnier things heels can do is throw is throw their wives and girlfriends into harm's way to avoid <laughs> danger. I actually think that that's always funny and never not a problem. Um, so now Edge is interviewing Maurice. Are we, are we, what are we expecting out of this? I think they're they're probably gonna do some kind of swerve. That's the impression I get because, like last week, they did Marie slapping Miz in the face after, after uh, one whole week of being back on television uh, when Miz used her as a human shield. Which, to be fair, if you use me as a human shield, I probably wouldn't slap you in the face because I'm a nice guy. I'm non-violent, but you know, I'd be quite miffed. Um, so the talk of the internet, and as we all know, the internet is never, never, ever, ever wrong, is that uh, this could be leading to some kind of deal with with husbands and wives, with Whoa. Edge, yeah, Edge and Beth, the chef Phoenix, against the Miz and Maurice, possibly. And as we know, the internet is never wrong. Uh, Beth is no longer commentating on, on NXT. Not that that would prevent her from showing up on Raw. It's still the same company. Yeah. Uh, Although you'd never guess it from watching NXT <laughs> uh, these days. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I fully expect some kind of swerve. Yeah, it's Ms. Maurice. They've been back on TV for one week. And uh, and then their comeback appearance, it was like, yeah, we've had two kids with the it couple. We're all this, we're all that. It's it's way too early to be pulling some kind of, ah, they're actually getting a divorce <laughs> in storyline. It's just, it's so blatantly false. It, it, it has to be something. Although that being said, you know, maybe I'm making the mistake of applying logic to WWE thought processes, which is never a good idea. Well, I understand where you're coming from here, Andy. I, I do believe that it would be hasty 
certainly very hasty for them to come back and then immediately do a breakup angle, but not for the reasons that you've disclosed there. Actually, it's far more vital and important reason why they can't do that. And that is because it would, it would completely disturb the continuity of hit TV show, uh, Ms. and Mrs. So there you, really, go. you can't, you can't mess, you can't mess with the law. Can you mate? So no, this is it. The law of the, <laughs> the law of the reality show. Hey, yeah. we're doing fiend stuff in every segment here. It's great. Uh, how likely do you think this is to happen then? Ah, this, this, ah, oh man. I, I'm going to go, it, it's difficult because it's so weird thinking of them doing these two separate chat show things on, on one night. But I'm going to say it will go ahead because I think the other one maybe might go the way of the dinosaurs. Well, uh, yes, I think you're probably right with that one. But after that, although well, I have no idea what the running order is going to be, but certainly after that on my little list of things that are going to happen, Andy, is Bianca Belair... Taking on, and I've got to do the Willborn bit for this, otherwise people will feel shortchanged on their free podcast. The Drop! <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Is this is this, this one getting you pulse racing? I know it's the third week in a row uh, of this singles match. So, oh, good. Yes, here we go again. Um, it's a feud that involves a lot of talking in the ring and a lot of taunting in the ring and not a whole lot of particularly great wrestling, which is a shame because I think both of these uh, participants are very good wrestlers. Uh, you forget that about Dewdrop because she's got a stupid ring name, but you That's know. correct. Yes, very stupid. Yeah. Like going all the way back to her days as Viper on the Indies, she's a very, very capable pro wrestler and Bianca Belair, as we know, is great. She had a good year. Um, but uh, it's, it's just a copy-paste formula for this feud. Uh They've been going back and forth in the ring. One was a count out or something like that. Something silly. And uh, the match last week as well. Dewdrop got the upper hand at the end of the match because you got to get that heat back, brother. Um, It's not the most exciting story in the company. It feels very much like someone just to keep Bianca rolling on out with the main title feud while other things are going on with other people. Um, Doesn't feel like they've elevated to either of them in a particular way but this talk on the internet as we've already oh, referenced yeah, pesky internet of uh dewdrop maybe going back to competing as piper niven there's been a, a trademark application filed and all sorts of stuff going on so might be some interesting things on the horizon for her character but at the moment it's just kind of a a rote feud where they wrestle every week and nothing happens apart from some insults and they both like slapping their side of their own ass when they do stuff and that's been a theme in this feud it's weird it's weird i'm not into it it could be better than it is that's that's my take on this well i'm just going to quickly jump in and say uh, if there's if there's one amongst us who does not enjoy slapping the side of their ass while they're doing things then let's he without something cast the first thigh or whatever. Anyway, look, when you're tired of slapping your own ass, Andy, you're tired of life, in my opinion. Is anything more interesting happening here than some kind of screwy finish so they have to have a not even a rubber-rubber match at day one, which Bianca Belair will win in four minutes and then never think about Piper Never Never again? Is that... Can you can you sell me on anything more exciting than that? Absolutely not. No, no. Uh, Dewdrop's going to win somehow. Yeah. Uh, uh, DQ, cheating whatever whatever and uh, yeah we're absolutely gonna get another one it's like a really lame version of the Seamus Cesaro uh best of seven or whatever it was from a few years ago it's just it's not best a lot of fun <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> best of four and half of them are bad finishes just uh it's not a lot of fun and it's a shame because uh, it could be a lot of fun 
Uh, well, I, I, I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind sticking my neck out here. I think, I think whatever happens with this, you'll watch it and you'll go, well, well, at least they've done the thing, and then they'll go and do it at day one, and you'll be like, well, at least that's over now. And it was nice. It was nice that after giving her the name Dewdrop, they let her have a fairly nice opponent on a fairly big show. Yeah. Um, and I really hope, I really hope that stuff you're saying about Piper Niven is correct because from the very first moment they did that that bit with Eva Marie, I have lived in permanent disbelief that this is still every week she's being introduced to the ring as do, even now the Eva Marie story's finished, Eva Marie's not even in the company anymore and they're persisting with this name. I cannot believe it. So, yes, just, it's nice that she's getting a spotlight, but I would, I would rather she was buried in the mid card and called Piper Niven than, you know, getting all this, getting all this... <laughs> Quasi push moment in the spotlight with such a ridiculous, ridiculous name. Is this going to happen? No, is this gonna happen? no. <laughs> it's not happening. Happen? It's such an easy cut, isn't it? It's such an easy cut. We've had it two weeks in a row. This would be the third. They're going to do it again. You know they're going to do it again. I think this is just too easy content filler for future weeks. I reckon Vince is going to get in that creative meeting and go, "Our oh, plans change, pal." And uh, yeah, this will. Oh, we're, we're hearing that Monday Night Raw wasn't big enough to contain Dewdrop versus Bianca <laughs> Belair, so we're we're gonna put it on. Just, sorry, I'm just getting this in my ear. Next week's Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's New Year week next week. We need some content. Let's throw that on there. Why not? Well, speaking of content, uh, kind of works as a segue. Finn Balor is taking on Austin Theory. This should be pretty good if given yeah. time, right? Yeah, so this is the whole part of the the Austin theory is trying to prove himself to Vince McMahon thing. That's yeah, this is... it's so weird. Vince yeah. McMahon is such a weird creature these days that his his screen presence is quite jarring in a lot of ways. He's been doing these backstage segments, and you know, he it's Vince doesn't really feel that much like Vince when he's on screen anymore. He's definitely lost that screen presence. Um, guy's getting old. It's understandable. Uh, that he doesn't quite have the gravitas of old, the authority of old. So watching him... He looks like, he looks like Liza Minnelli now, I think. He does, he does, doesn't he? The poor fella, the poor fella. Um, he's been slapping Austin Theory in the face. He's been giving him pencils. It's all very strange. <laughs> ah, the old, the old classic father-son relationship. Yeah. Hey, your son, here's a pencil. Have a nice HB Bic or whatever. Uh, that's a pen. Um, <laughs> last week, Vince was talking about giving him a participation trophy. Uh, he's been hanging out with Joe Gacy, it seems. It's just a really weird thing. You know, the logic in this is that it's Vince giving a younger person the rub. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a rub Austin Theory is getting from this when like I say, Vince has lost a lot of the, the gravitas he used to have on screen. But um, last week, Austin Theory was trying to show off. He was trying to impress the big man, as we are constantly doing all the time. And he uh, pulled out a little selfie, took a photo with Finn Balor after he'd had his ass kicked, because Austin Theory's an ass kicker or mm -hmm. something. Um, Austin Theory's really good. No. Yeah, he's, some, he's something. He's really good at, like making you want to smack him in the face. He's got a really punchable face. Now, I would obviously never punch Austin Theory in the face because he's much younger, better looking, more athletic, stronger, hits harder, tougher, everything else than me. Um, but he's really good at playing that on TV. So to his credit, um, I would root for literally anyone in the world that's not, you know, like a, a space Nazi or whatever um, to beat him. 
because he's just he's good at being a piece of trash. So come on, Finn, kick his ass, go babyface. Should be pretty good. Do you think there's any chance he beats Balor here? Yeah, I think there's a good shot. I think there's a good shot. Like Balor has <laughs> brought him back up to the main roster, gave him his title match with Roman, and he's immediately gone back to being yeah. like like 2017 or whatever, Finn Balor, just fumming around the mid cards, just being a guy, hanging out, taking up a spot, doing a 10-minute match. It's usually good because he's really good and we all want more for Finn Balor. But since uh, since the demon had that little falling off the turnbuckle incident, it's not been great for old Finley. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see them putting Austin Theory over and I think they will. Just so uh, maybe Vince could give him a coloured pencil. Maybe a crayon this week. Who knows? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yes, Vince McMahon providing his roster with enough crayons for them to stick up their nose. Uh, I, I, I think there could perhaps be a humbling loss here for uh, young Austin Theory. Because I, that's, from a storytelling perspective, that gives you more to work with going forward. But again, we are guilty, of course, Andy, of uh, applying logic or sense or long-term thought, where there perhaps will not be any uh, when uh, push comes to shove. But uh, do you think it's going to happen, the match? Is it going to drop it? Or do you, uh, <laughs> I think that um, if Vince wasn't involved in this, I would say it's a total coin flip because like with nothing else around it, it's just two mid-card guys having a match. But because Vince is involved with it, I think that the boss's presence makes it more likely to happen than not. Well, speaking of young guys getting the rub, Zelina Vega, that's an OnlyFans joke, Zelina Vega is uh, (laughs) taking on Rhea Ripley, which will be fun. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, two talented people, of course. Um, we've had a bunch of different stuff between two tag teams recently, that, that being Queen Zelina and Carmella. 
who are best mates and now the women's tag team champions and uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash who are of course or ASH or I don't know Nikki Storm <laughs> whatever uh, who who were the previous champions of course so it's a long running issue um, it's the kind of thing that could be really fun on paper if you just keep it three or four minutes Selena's good heel uh, Rhea Ripley's just very good at pretty much everything um, yeah the, the, the Selena queen characters weird they did this last week she does a little curtsy before she wrestles and she's got a what's what's the accent about yeah what a british accent it's really strange and uh, i really wish people would stop doing king and queen gimmicks on my tv Uh, but we're here to analyze it and we we should do that in good faith i suspect this is leading towards another uh women's tag team title match if they have if they've announced that already i'm sorry i haven't seen that uh maybe they have but it seems to be heading in that direction, um, in which case I would probably expect Leah to, to win if you were, like we've said, applying logic. But it's WWE, so maybe we'll get another screwjob victory for the heel like we did last week. It's it's all very messy. It's all very messy. I, th- I think looking at Zelina Vega's recent run, the number one contenders thing aside, they do quite like giving her big, fat, decisive victories. Uh I think it's I, I think this is a coin flip this one, and I think if you want to apply logic to it, probably yes, Rhea Ripley should win because then you've got a nice little motivation to get the tag team match. But it's WWE, they might just they might just drop the match and then have a tag team match anyway for no reason whatsoever because because they've decided to. I it's really inter- I know this will have been talked to uh, to death by this point because um, it's happened a long time ago, but it's still I am still surprised every time I see mention of Zelina Vega on anything to do with the company because it just felt like that her leaving and coming back was such a weird like moment in time it still surprises me just sort of how how eager to to let her go they were and then simultaneously how they've used her quite effectively you know by the standards of the normally pushing people since she's come back it's i can't decide if it's if it's a heartwarming story or not or just more evidence that they've got no idea what they're doing i think it, yeah, I mean, the the past few months have certainly been profitable for her character, winning the Queen's Crown, winning the Women's Tag Team titles. Um, yeah, then you go back to, like, the rough story about how, like, she was crying in the car when, when they released her husband, uh, Malachi Black, because they really wanted to work together, and that was the reason she resigned. So I, I have no idea how to unpack any of that whole scenario at all. It's... But hey, look, I, I like her. She's good. So I'm glad she's on TV doing doing stuff, um, even though the accent is is weird and I wish it could stop. <laughs> yeah, it, it also, also absolutely blows my noodle that uh, they've somehow managed to make one of the most effective in-ring talents in the entire women's division out of somebody who you thought was probably one of the best managers they'd ever signed <laughs> a yeah. couple of years ago. But again, this is me going over ground that I'm sure has been talked about about 500 times in podcasts that I have not been on. So we'll move on. Uh AJ Styles and Omos, everyone's favorite comedy duo. They're pulling double duty Andy Murray. They're getting yeah. double time this week. They're not only, not only are they going to be on the cutting Miz, they are also, <laughs> they've also got a match with uh, Rey Mysterio and his tall son. So that's going to be, they're going to be knackered this close to Christmas. Who's got the energy for that? Yeah, what is what's going on here? We've got <laughs> we've got two segments on one night featuring the same people. It's like they're Bobby Lashley wrestling three matches last week. Um, yeah, they're going in on the this show. This show is full of of tag teams who have tension. 
it, it's it's <laughs> unreal. It's unreal at the moment how how hard they're going in on that stuff. You've got RK Bro who yeah. are on and off with attention constantly. You've got the Mysterios who are on and off with attention constantly. Who are facing AJ and Omos, who now have tension going on, and Ms. Nikki getting interviewed by Ms. Maurice, who have tension. There you go, a married couple who have tension. Uh, Rhea and Nikki don't always look like the most secure unit either, and I'm sure there will be further tension between Zelina and Carmella someday. It's just how it works. It's WWE. Uh, unless your tag team has a specific name, you are probably going to be tensioned, son. Um, yeah, they've been teasing these guys split up. These these guys splitting up. Omos lost a match via. Count out the other week, uh, AJ said, hey, we got to focus and all of this stuff. And Omos walked out on him. AJ pretended to be blind for a while. That was funny. That was weird. Uh, yeah, weird, but but funny. I suspect that because AJ and Omos are the are the hot new tense tag team <laughs> on the scene, <laughs> that, that they will probably be the ones who suffer from capital M miscommunication uh, and a loss of capital M momentum here. Uh, and probably take a loss. I suspect the Miz TV thing, if it goes ahead, in fact, I'm pretty sure the Miz TV thing for me is like the least likely thing on the card to actually happen. Um, If that goes ahead, I'm sure it'll be Miz doing some kind of counselling and then AJ going, what are you talking about counselling? You you got slept by your wife. Like that's (laughs) something, that's probably the script after last week. My AJ impression needs a bit of work. I actually, I think that's actually pretty close, brother. I think you're doing doing yourself a disservice there. So yeah. uh, Capital M magnificent for me. Oh, there we go. So maybe that'll be what, whatever. I think the match will go ahead. I'm not too sure about Miss TV. Thing the thing is, when you split, when you when you have tension in a tag team, Andy, when you when you want to tease a tag team splitting up, the only way, the only reason to do that is because it leads to a singles match, right? Oh, have you gone again? (laughs) Fucking calls just dropped again. (laughs) What color is the light on the router? Can't see. It's behind a switch. It's still on. Oh, there he is! He's back. <laughs> you never went away. What happened there? Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, Irish. as I was talking to you, I could just see your your face starting to glaze over, and I was like, he can't hear me saying any of this. Just concerned <laughs> gradually. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I think Cedric might be off, but I think I've inherited his internet for the day. This right. is cool. To be fair, it dropped in a really perfect place, right? Yeah. I just said the only reason you you tease a team splitting up so you can get a singles match. Right. Yeah. There so you go. Th- okay. Do you want to start with? Yeah. I'll just pick up my point. Yeah, of course. Well, this is the thing, though. WrestleMania season's around the corner, and what better way? What better time to do all these singles matches? But the entire card at this rate is just going to be teams that have failed to coexist. The entire card is going to be broken up tag teams, and what might be uh, <laughs> Miz versus Maurice by the looks of it. <laughs> Are they going for a special theme that. this year? Yeah, Wrestle, Wrestle, WrestleMania's WrestleMania's strap lines in WrestleMania 30, whatever. No, they couldn't coexist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? Let's get a few more on there. Let's get Edge versus Beth. Why not? We're splitting people up. This is what we do. Edge versus Beth would be good. The one I really want to see, I have to say, out of all these breakups of the tag team, I do really want to see AJ versus Omos as a singles match at some point. Um, Omos has obviously been a revelation since he's come in. I think he's really over-delivered. Um, 
I think a lot of the a lot of the talk of him just being this big dude who probably couldn't wrestle but was a bit of a bit of a novelty to look at is long since uh, been buried now. So him versus AJ Styles would be a sensational match, but not again to sound like Adam Wilborn channeling some deep internal trauma. But I do I do really really want to see uh, Dominic Mysterio chin his tiny father. Yeah, get that electric chair drop teased that's gonna happen at some point and uh it's just weird it's it's such a weird thing to do i'm pretty sure both of them have said in interviews no we really don't want to do that brother like uh, dominic bless him not the most charismatic guy in the world so i'd worry about him a little bit as a heel but uh hey look aj and almost that that might be a fun little match like you say they've spoken about um they were going to split them in the draft, actually, AJ and Omos, and they, they decided not to, which is probably for the best. Uh, big guy is is he's, he's just fun. He's just a big, massive beanpole who people bounce off, and he's had good little squash matches with guys like Riddle and stuff. I'm sure AJ, who's one of the best wrestlers of all time, would have something fun yeah. with him. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm less optimistic about poor Dom Mysterio's uh, singles future for poor guy. Oh. Well, Whoa. as you well know, this is a company that never, ever breaks up a tag team on a whim and always has something long-term and watertight planned for them. So if they do break up the Mysterios, I, I would not I have nothing to worry about for Dominic whatsoever. Uh, I think that would be absolutely fine. And he definitely won't get released by the company three months after it happens. Okay, so... Right, Andy, our uh, main event of the podcast, almost certainly going to be what opens the show, is going to be Bobby Lashley, and I'm going to get the correct WWE verbiage for this, addressing the fallout from Raw last week, where I'm sure if you catch your mind, but you'll recall, he steamrolled through the three men who were originally supposed to be in the day one triple threat to now put himself into that match. Now, call me old-fashioned, but if you beat the champion... Should your reward not be the championship as opposed to a match? Yeah, well, the guy also on the same show last week, forget, beat the other two contenders in, yeah. this, uh, in the cumulative total of about five minutes. So <laughs> you'd think uh, a dominant streak like that would have... You know, it's good for Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley had a good week last week, and I'm glad of that because I really like Bobby Lashley. I think it uh, took WWE a long time to figure out that, hey, this guy's really cool and dominant. Maybe we should just make him look cool and dominant uh, instead of boffing Lana or, you know, having Sami Zayn pull out fake sisters on TV and, and all the various other bits of nonsense they've done with they've, this guy. They've really done him no favours up until this point in his career, have they? I mean, yeah, even when they had something cool like the Leo Rush manager stuff that we all liked, big hit in the office in particular, um, <laughs> they they made it weird. <laughs> they made it weird. Bobby it started did. posing with his asshole. <laughs> it was just strange. But uh, the segment itself, it's like, yeah, it's going to open the show. It's going to be promo train. It's going to be 20 minutes. It's going to be this guy's in the ring. Well, here comes this guy. Oh, no, <laughs> this guy is here too, and this guy. Could it because, be? Oh my, oh my. Yeah. It's hard to look forward to segments like this when you kind of know what the layout is going to be. Yeah. But I like Bobby Lashley. Like I said, I like it when he's on my TV. Just kind of hope there's a bit of shine for Big E on this show and in the build-up to day one in general. You know, we all love him. Uh, everyone loves Big E. I think if you don't like Big E, you're probably just really fed up with life. 
I he's just a really yeah. infectious guy, isn't he? Um, but he's not had the best title reign so far. I think he rarely feels like he's presented as this pillar of raw, this this indomitable force at the top of the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a shame because he's such a likable guy. He's such a great wrestler and someone we've been rooting for to get into the spot for so long. So I think he could use some shine going in the pay-per-view for sure. But um Bobby Lashley's the one being advertised for the segment. So there you go. Well, yeah, it's a bit weird, the whole presentation of this now, because I I, I thought genuinely that the triple threat match had enough intrigue about it in of itself. Like, I thought Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins was three really in- was an interesting combination of three people, all very different stages of, like, their entire WWE careers and their most recent WWE careers and all doing various different things, all feeling new and repackaged in a way. None of them felt stale. I thought it was quite an interesting combination. But now, the whole thing feels like a Bobby Lashley angle, and it's made the other three feel quite incidental to it, which is not a problem, you know what I mean? If it's about him, then it's about him. But when one of the people you've made feel incidental is your champion, that seems a bit of a problem, especially if he then doesn't go and win, because then Big E's big title defense, where he's seen, you know, they built up this guy to look like a big powerhouse, and he successfully defends against him and these two others, that's nice for him, but it was never his story. So I don't, I'm not really sure how they get out of this. Yeah, you've got the kind of the two weasel heels in Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, and you've got the big, the big Bobby Lashley, big dominant dude, and then you've got Big E, who's, yeah, really needed to, to have a stronger build coming into this uh, than he's had so far. I'm not sure two weeks is enough recovery time for that. We'll find out. Um, the it's a good opportunity at least to have him go over these guys strong at the at day one and and beat three of the the best guys on Raw, um, but. I do think that the things like Kevin Owens getting the new contract and stuff have kind of opened up the predictability a little bit. It, it, you know, it doesn't feel as as if Big E or Lashley was guaranteed to win this anymore. It does feel a bit more mm-hmm. open in that regard. Um, but Big E definitely needs a rub. I, I don't know if WWE have a big match planned for him going into WrestleMania. If he does could start off here or you could do a title change and pull the pull the belt back onto him at Royal Rumble if you want I guess um it's just not a particularly compelling scene I don't think for me personally maybe other people are into it but when you've got a world title guy here I think he needs to feel like one on TV and uh, a world title guy that's a good description of a champion world title guy pal yeah. We don't even need to do the whole will this segment happen thing because it's it's a long-winded talking segment at the start of Monday Night Raw there's I mean, if 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 they if they if they took markets for this and the betting world, Andy, you put your mortgage, your cat, and your firstborn on it. This is yeah. this is one thing they can't help themselves but do. And to be fair, the the ingredients in it are probably just going to make it entertaining enough to be tolerable. But I am going to ask you as a sort of final thought: Could you either by process of grade, percentage, uh, emoji, whatever your preferred medium is, could you just Articulate to me your levels of excitement for this particular episode of Monday Night Raw. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Hmm. A custom Mr. Blobby emoji on the What Culture Slack would be my level of excitement. Um, that's completely untrue. I love Mr. Blobby. He's a national treasure. Um, D, D plus, if I'm being honest. like D plus? It's, it's December. It's December. Raw has been okay recently. It's not been... 
quite as uh, egregious as it had been in the months leading up to this, but it's the end of the year. WWE always kind of mail it in. If you look at this lineup here and all the things we've discussed, well, all the likeliest booking options are very formulaic. They're very A to B to C. They're very WWE. They're very screw job finish over here, tag team splitting up over here, talking <laughs> segment. It's just there'll be good individual performances within yeah. that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure Bobby Lashley will cut a nice promo with MVP, but like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to my Christmas break, man. I've got one working day of the year left. It's very hard for me to be invested into Raw at the moment. So more power to the people out there who are. But I, I, nothing on this lineup really makes me sit here and go, yeah, Raw, can't wait to get up at 4 a.m. Well, Andy, if your levels of expectation and excitement are low for the episode and you've only got one more working day left, then... Tune in tomorrow, everybody, where Andy Murray and I will be reviewing this episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> we, we probably will be, won't we? <laughs> we almost certainly will be, yes. I, I think you brought that upon yourself. Anyway, that, that does bring to an exciting conclusion our preview of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. If you are excited for it, as Andy says, more power to you. Uh, whatever it is that courses through your veins, I wish I had in mine. But I, don't, I think both of us are icy cold for this one. But, hey, that just means we're going to be pleasantly surprised, doesn't it? Yeah, mm, mm, mm. yeah, absolutely sure that'll happen. But anyway, do please do join us to to go through the the fallout to the shocking events and championship opportunities on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, and of course, why not subscribe to What Culture Wrestling for all your podcast needs? What do we do when we preview all the shows or review all the shows? There's Raw, SmackDown, AW, NXT 2.0. I can't do the Willborn stuff. NXT oh. 2.0. There's also, he always says there's interviews, discussions, and roundtables, but I can't remember the last time we interviewed anybody, but there's always good stuff anyway. And then at the end of the week, although probably not this week, we just have a complete laugh and it's all it's all really good fun. But of course, thank you to you, the audio viewer, for joining us on this uh, roller coaster of emotions for the upcoming episode of Monday Night Raw. Andy, where can they get you on Twitter if they want to get continue me, the journey? You can get me on Twitter, Andy H. Murray. Uh, the H stands for, hey, it's Christmas, mate. <laughs> Get me out of Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. Get us at What Culture Wrestling, at What Culture WWE. But until tomorrow, um, yeah, there's all the videos and news podcasts and whatnot need to be done. And until then, I bid you adieu. Bye. Adieu. Goodbye. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.